Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin. How are you guys? Another week. Here we go. We're going to do another Q&A. I got a lot of feedback that you guys really enjoyed that. So I did have more questions that I didn't answer. So I knew eventually I was going to do a part two. But since so many people enjoyed it, I am doing it quicker than I anticipated. So we got a lot more questions that I'm going to answer for you guys today. And if you guys want a part three, then send me more questions. Then I will uh, be happy to answer them for you. So I don't think much is going on with me as usual. I did go, yeah, I've been talking about, I've been having difficulties with my hand. I finally got a shot today in my booty to help me with my hand. So I'm kind of excited about that. They said maybe 24 hours, it'll start to work. So we'll see. Time will tell. I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm excited to finally get some sleep. I've actually slept last night, which was the first time I have slept a full night in literally weeks. Literally weeks. I was living off of two to three hours of sleep at night. So I was pretty excited. I just, I have so much energy today that I don't know what to do with myself because I haven't slept a full night in so long that my body was like, what, what, what do I, what do you do? I don't know. So I had a really crazy morning, a bunch of stuff happened this morning and I was driving by my, my friend's parents' house. They live by this girl that I went to high school with and, and we actually don't really talk much anymore, but you know, you still consider her a friend. Anyways, her parents live by my parents. And so I was driving and there were a bunch of cops at her house. And so, of course, I'm, you know, I drive past and then I was like, wait, I need to turn around and make sure everything's okay. Because I'm thinking if somebody drove by my parents' house and there were cops, I would want them to stop and make sure if everything is okay. Because I know my friend doesn't live close by. So it's not like she's just in the neighborhood and, and, and would be able to check. And I don't know where her siblings are currently. So I just thought, let me just, you know, swing around. So I went back and I just said, hey, this is my friend's house. I I said, you know, I don't know if if you can tell me anything. I just want to make sure everything's okay. And so they asked me my friend's name and they told me that she actually called them to do a welfare check on them. So then, of course, you know, my heart drops. Long story short, because it is a long story, they're okay. So that's the good news. I was talking to my friend and she was telling me and she wanted me to go back because they couldn't get into the house. And it was like chaos for about 15 minutes. But honestly, it was like so much happened in those 15 minutes. But everything turned out okay. And so I was just grateful for that. And, you know, mom and dad are good. So I was really glad that they're good and told my friend like in the future, please just, you know, I live close by and I'm always at my parents. So please reach out to me. I would be more than happy to, you know, check in on them. So, but you know, our parents get older and sometimes if we're not local and my friend is actually in Arizona at the time. So she definitely couldn't, you know, even, you know, drive down from LA or whatever, even check. But anyways, all is well that ends well. So that's good. So that was a crazy crazy morning. So anyways, lots of energy today. And so I got the shot. We'll see what happens. My dog is also addicted to television. It's becoming a real problem. And I don't know what to do about it because I didn't... Like, I know that some dogs... I've heard about dogs 
liking, you know, liking TV, but Luca's actually obsessed with it. So I don't, like he stays up. Like there was one night where he stayed up with me because I was up all night until like three in the morning. And it was, I was watching Friends. And there was even a time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn this off for a little bit because I want him to get some sleep. So I turned the television off or I didn't turn it off. I turned friends off thinking, okay, he'll go to sleep. And then he just watched the screensaver for a while. And I'm like, what is wrong with this dog? Like, why does he keep... Anyways, he's obsessed. It doesn't matter what show is on, but friends really does seem to be his favorite show because as soon as I turn that on, his attention is immediately to the TV. He just... I don't know if it's the sound, if it's the colors. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I've never I've never seen a dog. It, it, my other dog could care less, but I mean, she's pretty self-absorbed, so that doesn't surprise me. But Luca is just in love with TV. And my mom blames me because I watch TV, but I'm like, a lot of people watch TV with dogs. So I don't know. She, he just, he's just entertaining. And so that's the newest... With Luca, he loves TV and he loves friends. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I think that's it. I don't know if I have anything else to report. You know, it's hot. It's a million degrees still, and I'm ready for it to start to cool down. It's going to start to cool down. Supposedly, we're going to get some kind of thunderstorm, but I think that just means we're going to have a lot of humidity. So that's not exciting. It's actually not bad for the skin, though. So I don't mind that. But other than that, I am not looking forward to it. So we'll see. And I think that's about it. So why don't we just get on with the podcast? Because that's what you're here for. That's what you guys want. You want the meat and I'm going to give it to you. So here we go. All right. So first question, do you really need to wash your face in the morning. Yes, yes, you do. There are many things that can make your skin less than clean when you wake up. You got an air conditioning or a heater, you got bacteria, pillowcases, hair, or even hair products touching your face. Are you sweating in the middle of the night? Do you have animals? Do you sleep with animals? Do you drool when you sleep? You know, listen, that happens too. And then also... You know, cleansing in the morning is going to set your skin up properly for your daytime products. So I think cleansing in the morning is super important. Now, you don't need to double cleanse, but you definitely should be cleansing your skin. That is my opinion. I know that there are some estheticians out there who do not agree with this, but I just listed all the reasons why I think it's important. I do not believe that water is enough. I do not believe your toner is enough. I think you actually need to cleanse. I do not think your skin needs as thorough as a cleanse as at night, but I do think cleansing your skin is important. Okay, next question. How can I help the dark circles under my eyes? And it's kind of like a two-parter. Do I need an eye cream? Okay, so dark circles. Here's the bad news. They're hereditary for the most part. So, you know, blame your parents for that. You can't really get rid of dark circles. You know, if they're darker than usual, it's, you know, you could be a little dehydrated. You could have had a bad night 
a, you know, a sleep, whatever. Maybe you drank too much the night before, you know, things like that. So it can be situational like that. But if it's chronic, then it's hereditary. And there's not really a lot you can do. You know, eye creams just are not the answer that we want them to be. I wish they were. I really wish they were because let me tell you, after not sleeping for a month, I got them. I usually have them. You know, they're not as bad as they should be considering I'm not a good sleeper. So I guess I'm lucky that way. But, you know, everybody's got them. And eye creams just aren't the answer. So luckily we have concealer (laughs) that we can use to conceal them or just foundation, whatever. So there's just no cure. There just just isn't, you know, I just want to give you a better answer than that, but I can't. And then do you need an eye cream? Need is a strong word. You know, I have posted pictures many times of my eye area and the fact that I stopped using an eye cream. And the reason I stopped is because I started, this was, you know, at the beginning of my aesthetics career. And I started to realize that, you know, an eye cream for one can just be a fancy moisturizer that they formulate into a smaller jar and charge you more. It could also be a fancy serum that they formulate into a smaller jar and charge you more. It could be different things that aren't necessarily going to do more for the eye area. Now, I believe, and I have proof in the pictures that I have posted, that face serums will kind of do what they say an eye cream is going to do. For me personally, face serums worked even better. So I had the face serums, you know, I use like a vitamin C. I've used different ones over the years and all of them improved my eye area more than an eye cream did. So do I think you need an eye cream to improve your eye area? No, I do not. I think that face serums will do that for you because they're basically going in the same area. I always tell my clients, don't apply product past your orbital bone because you virtually have no pores within the eye area. So if they're going in the same area anyways, why do you need an extra product? I don't think it's necessary. Now, the reason why you might want an eye cream is for the daytime, if you want something that is going to firm up the area so that the eye area looks better during the day and possibly your makeup can also look better. So a firming eye cream is something that could be beneficial for you if fine lines are an issue in the eye area. So I do have an eye cream for that. As far as correcting, your face serums will do that for you. That's how I feel. That's the proof. I have switched a lot of my clients over to that way of thinking and, you know, no regrets. So I just don't think it's an extra product that you need. But again, if you want something firming during the day, I do have a great eye cream for that. Just don't expect anything correcting. Okay, next question. Should I use a specific cleanser? I think what they're asking is, does the cleanser matter? Do I need something specific for my skin type? That's kind of what I'm gathering from that question. And and yes, I think that cleansers are important. I think that they matter. And I understand that it's a wash off. So, you know, is it as important as a serum? Probably not. But it's also the first step to your skincare routine. So I, I, I do think it's important. 
And if you have dry skin, if you have rosacea, if you have sensitive skin, using something like a cream cleanser is way more beneficial than using something that is like a, you know, a low foam cleanser. So it it does matter and it will affect your skin. So I think that, you know, it's not necessarily skin type, maybe more skin condition. And that's how I pick a cleanser for my clients. And I usually pick two cleansers because I think you have a daily cleanser and then you have your cleanser that's going to be more like a chemical exfoliant with like mandelic or salicylic or glycolic or, you know, something like that. So I think that cleansers are important and I think that cleansers should be customized to what the skin needs. Okay, what is the correct order to apply skincare? Now, a good rule of thumb is thinnest to thickest. So if you remember nothing else that I say, remember that, thinnest to thickest, okay? And that applies to morning, that applies to the nighttime. So your thinnest is gonna be your toner, your thickest is gonna be your sunscreen. So you can just go and order toner, serum, moisturizer, sunscreen, and that's how you can remember to apply your products. Now, as far as serums go, because most serums have you know pretty much the same consistency, then you would talk to maybe your esthetician and say, is there a specific order that these serums need to go in? You know, that's something you would have to talk to somebody about. Now, when I do a skincare routine for my clients, I have what I call a prescription sheet, and then I put in the order for them. So that's how I set up my client's skin. But if just in general terms, you go from thinnest to thickest. All right. Next question, how do I choose a moisturizer? Now, this is not really an easy question to answer necessarily because it's going to be based on skin needs and skin wants and also sometimes the season. And just, you know, it can just, so many factors can be involved, but this is why I like samples. This is why I like people to you know, feel how a moisturizer is on the skin before you commit to buying something because you just don't know until you really feel it. So a big test to really decide if you are choosing the right moisturizer, especially if you are dealing with acne or even like breakouts or something that might be too heavy for the skin, A good test is if you put it on, if you put the moisturizer on your skin or on your face, if you leave it on for five minutes and if you can still feel that moisturizer, it's too heavy for your skin. That moisturizer should just absorb. Moisturizers don't penetrate, but they do absorb into the skin and you shouldn't feel that anymore. Now with a sunscreen, you know how sometimes you can kind of feel that a little bit because they are a little bit heavier? A moisturizer you don't want to feel, okay? So if you can feel it, probably too heavy for your skin. And you might want to choose something that's a little lighter for you. So that's a good like general rule. But other than that, I always say the best thing to do is to sample. If you're picking out your own, try to sample. Otherwise, you know, talk to an esthetician who can really kind of help narrow it down for you. I often will pick one or two for my clients. I have one go-to that works for most people. 
And then sometimes I'll give people choices. Here's an expensive one. Here's a less expensive one, you know, and give people the option that way. Okay. Next question. Why do I get pimples in the same place? This is super, super common question. I get all the time. Okay. So this happens because the pore lining is damaged and usually because people are pickers and they pick at that pimple. Okay. So it keeps getting reinfected. Now, when you pick at it, think about it. You're picking at that blemish. And when you pick at it, you're kind of pushing it back into the pore. And then your fingernail can be dirty. So you're, you could be reintroducing new bacteria. But picking at blemishes can loosen the cell lining of the pore and cause the clogged oil to go deeper into the skin. The best thing to do is to use something that will kill the bacteria and also, of course, don't pick at it. You really want to leave it alone as hard as that is. So I have two products that I love that can help with killing that bacteria. The blemish spot treatment, which is just like a little, it goes on clear. You can put that on about three times a day, no more than three times a day, but you can carry it with you. It's perfect. I love it. And then also I have clarifying toner pads that would just be used at night. They're both inexpensive and both will help kill that bacteria without drying out the skin, which is what a lot of spot treatments do. So a lot of the times those, like especially the ones you'll get like a Target or something, those uh, spot treatments will dry out the skin on the surface and won't actually get to the bacteria within the pore, which is the most important thing. So sometimes another reason you will get a pimple in the same place is because it's only killing it on the surface and not killing it within the pore. So it's important to get a good quality spot treatment as well. Okay, so does skin get used to skincare products? It does not. So a question that I get a lot is basically this question is, do I need to change up my routine a lot? Uh, or not a lot. Do I need to change up my routine? And the question, the answer is, is no for the most part, unless something changes, unless your needs change, your wants change, you know. But it's like, and this is the analogy I, I, I like to use. If broccoli is healthy for you now, it's going to be healthy for you in 10 years. That broccoli doesn't all of a sudden become unhealthy because you've been eating it for 10 years. So it's the same thing with skincare. If you are using vitamin C now, in 10 years, that vitamin C is still going to be good for your skin. It doesn't all of a sudden just become intolerant to it or just get used to it and stop producing results. What can start to happen, and this is you know a reason why people might start to think that is, your skin like will level out, meaning that it's optimum results. Your skin's good. Your skin's in great shape now. And so you're not going to constantly see improvement, improvement, improvement. Does that make sense? So that's why people might think that something stops working because they're not constantly seeing improvement, okay? It doesn't mean that it stopped working. It just means that it's done the most that it can do for your skin. And that is not a bad thing, okay? Now, if something changes and you're like, now I hate these lines on my face, whatever, I'm just giving an example. I hate these lines on my face. Is there another product that might help address this specific issue? 
That's a different problem. So then maybe we have something else that will address that issue, okay? That doesn't mean that the other products don't work anymore. It just means that maybe we have a new issue that we need to address, okay? So hopefully that makes sense to you. Products do not stop working. If they worked for you once, they will continue to work for you. The exception to that is with like cheap acne products. Now, what can happen is if they will continue, if they can work at the beginning and then they stop working, that's because they have, they're not actually working. It just seems like they're working. It's a temporary fix. That's a whole different animal. That's a whole different story. So that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm referring to. Okay. Cause that is very different. It's kind of like when people, go out into the sun and they're like, oh my gosh, it dried up my acne. This totally works. And then all of a sudden their acne is worse. You get what I'm saying? That's not the same thing as like products working and then stop working. My face is so oily, how do I fix it? Now, here's the thing. Your face is oily because it's dehydrated. Your skin cannot produce water. Your skin can only produce oil. So when your skin feels dehydrated, which is lack of water, your skin produces oil so that it can feel better, okay? So you have to hydrate your skin. It's really that simple. You have to hydrate your skin. And the way to hydrate your skin is to hydrate your skin topically. It's, I mean, it's, I can't get, it's just, it's simple. You give it hyaluronic acid, you give it hydrating ingredients. Now, the next question actually is, I drink so much water, why is my skin so dry? These actually, I didn't realize I put them back to back. They go together because drinking water is actually the least efficient way to hydrate your skin. Now, it's the largest organ. You think it would just take it all and that would be great. But the thing is, anything you ingest goes to everything inside your body first and then it goes to your skin. So it's the last to benefit from you drinking the water. So it's the same thing with the oily skin. You think, I drink so much water. Why isn't it balancing out my skin? Because again, it's the last to get it. So you have to fix it topically. This is why I love my grapeseed oil so much because when people start to use that at night, that really helps to balance out the skin so quickly. And then they start producing less oil. Serums are another great way, like a hyaluronic serum, even like a vitamin C serum. Anything you can do to hydrate your skin is going to help produce less oil. And it'll help pretty quickly as long as you can get that skin balanced. And then use products that are not going to strip your skin. Because you don't want to like you know, strip your skin and then hydrate it. Strip your skin and then hydrate it. You want to, you know, use products that are continuing to balance out your skin. Okay, should I give my skin a night off to let my skin breathe? No, that's not a thing. Your skin doesn't breathe. It doesn't have a respiratory system. There's no like, I need to skip moisturizer, let my skin breathe. I need to skip makeup to let my skin breathe. Not a thing. Your skin doesn't need it. It's just not, it's just even for acne clients, it's not a thing. Think of, of makeup and skincare products as a way to protect your skin. 
is a way to give your skin what it needs. It's just not, it's not a thing. You don't have to skip a night. There is such a thing as skin fasting where you would wash your face but not necessarily put anything on it. I've tried that. It's not a bad thing for me, but acne is not an issue for me. And sometimes I can do it. And then sometimes my skin really hated it. So I don't recommend it as a whole. So yeah, you just don't need to give your skin a night off. It's just, it's not a thing. It's not necessary. Don't do it. Um, Why is vitamin C important? I talk about this all the time. I always say that vitamin C, I recommend it to every client 18 and over. It is a really, really, really important ingredient. It protects your skin from environmental aggressors. It brightens your complexion. It fades unwanted pigmentation, triggers collagen production uh, production to lessen the appearance of fine lines. It's even been said to help boost sunscreen. It has, you know, antioxidants. And so I always recommend that people use it during the day, not at night, especially for those that use retinol because you want to use the retinol at night, the vitamin C during the day. And you cannot form or store collagen without it. Vitamin C applied to the skin can encourage new collagen to grow. It also helps maintain the collagen you do have and protects the precious protein from damage. So vitamin C is very, very, very important. Okay, how do you feel about slugging? I have also talked about this and I have an episode on it. So I don't know, my opinion's changed a little bit. So I don't... It's not for everybody. If you have acne, don't do it. If Even if you're prone to breakouts, don't do it. It's, I mean, it's definitely not for everybody. I don't even think it's necessary. Because here's the thing. If you need to do slugging, then we need to fix your skin. Then we there's a bigger problem and we need to fix that. Now, I've tried it off and on. And I've done it where I've done it every night for like a week or two weeks. And my skin was like, nope, please don't do this every night. My skin didn't like it. If I do it every once in a while, my skin's okay with it. But again, if you need to do it every night, then we have a bigger issue and we need to fix your barrier. So every once in a while, fine. But I, I, you know, if, if, you know, right now in Orange County, uh, you know, I said at the beginning of this podcast, it's really hot. We're having Orange County, I think it's 102 today. I know in LA, it's like I've been 105, like for the past week. And it's dry. It's been really, really hot. And I have been using my skin recovery serum, which adds extra hydration to my skin. I've been using that every day. And I don't always have to, but I've been using it every day because my skin has just been feeling extra dry. Now, slugging, I could probably slug tonight and my skin might benefit from it just because it's been so dry. But if I had to do it every night, then I need to look at my skin and find out what else is going on because then there's a bigger issue, okay? So if slugging is something you need to do, then you should talk to a professional and find out really what's going on with your skin because there is something deeper going on, okay? It's definitely not something you should have to do every night. And definitely, let me reiterate, if you have acne, if you're prone to breakouts, do not try slugging. It's it's not, no, mm, please don't do it. Okay, 
Do I need to change my skincare routine when the seasons change? Everyone's different. This is not a black and white question. Everybody's different. It depends where you live. It depends on your skin. You know, me living in Orange County, we don't get much of a fall or a winter. So I don't really need to change my routine. You know, that skin recovery serum that I just talked about, I don't always have to use it in the summertime. That's more like a winter serum for me, but I've had to use it more this summer. So, but that's really the only serum that I, I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, I think that's the only serum that I add to my routine based on dryness or wetness of, of the season. But, you know, if you're dealing with snow, then that might be a, a different. And, or maybe like if it's really hot and then it's really cold and snowy, you might need a heavier moisturizer versus a lighter moisturizer. That's kind of it as far as like changing your routine. You know, when the seasons change, you don't really need to do anything too dramatic. I don't know that I would say, let's go into June and let's start you on a retinol right now. You know, there's certain things I might be more um, cautious about starting you on during certain seasons, but I don't think you necessarily have to change when the seasons change, except for maybe that. That moisturizer and maybe your exfoliation schedule. Maybe you would slow down, speed up, or do more, not speed up, you know, whatever. But um, that's that's kind of it. I mean, you know, and that's where paying attention to your skin isn't is important. You know, some people don't and some people do. And I I I think it's important that you do pay attention to what's going on with your skin so that if you do notice something in December versus June. You can, you know, if I'm your esthetician, then you can reach out to me and we can talk about that and we can decide if you need to change your exfoliation schedule or your moisturizer or or whatnot. Okay, do I need to choose skincare based on my age? Not really, no. You'll find that many products are designed to be for certain age groups. You know, those are the ones that you'll find at like you know, the Targets or the Ulta, whatever, and they'll be like, if you're 20, if you're 30, if you're 40. But that doesn't really mean anything because someone who is 50 could have the same concerns as someone who is 30. And it's important to use products for your skin type and skin condition. So acne, dry skin, clogged pores, they don't go away just because you hit a certain age. I mean, I get clients all the time that are, you know, 60 and they're like, um, why do I have pimples? <laughs> like, because you're alive. And you're a woman and this is what we deal with for the rest of our life. So it just, it doesn't matter the age. These are just things that we have to deal with at any age. And so I don't think that people should fit into an age category. I think that you should fit into a skin category. And so that's what you should focus on, not because I'm this age. And so these are the products that I need. I mean, there's 25-year-olds getting Botox out there. So, you know... It just, it doesn't matter. Okay, this is the last question. Do do-it-yourself recipes work? Da, 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 da. Do you guys know what I'm gonna say? No, they do not work. Here's why. When you eat, your body's digestive system distributes nutrients from your food throughout your body. Your skin does not have the same process, so it is not possible for it to easily get the nutrients. That is why those recipes do not 
work. I see on TikTok all the time that people will take all this food and then they'll put it in a blender and it turns into this face mask and whatever. It's not the same. When people use, like you'll get like an avocado face mask or you'll get like a blueberry, like I have a blueberry enzyme in my treatment room. Those are formulated specifically to be used on the face. They are formulated a certain way so that our skin does benefit. But when you just mash up an avocado, it's not the same thing. It just isn't. It has to be formulated a certain way to get the full benefits. Now, I'm just using an avocado, blueberry, whatever, as, a, as an example. Now, if you smash an avocado on your face, it might make your skin soft just because an avocado has like fat in it. But that's kind of all it's going to do. And really, the only reason it's making your skin soft is the oil, is because it has fat in it. That's it. So it's just the texture. It's just the, you know what I'm saying? Like you could put oil on your face and get the same effect. So it's not really doing anything. So those do-it-yourself, I mean, honey might be one thing that maybe it can help because it is antibacterial. But I mean, honey's pretty natural, you know, I mean, straight from the bees, baby. But I don't, I think that might be it. Manuka honey is really the best honey if you're going to use it on your skin. But that's kind of it. I mean, you're just not getting, it's just not going to do the same for you. I wish it would. Honestly, I do. Because I would tell you, I promise I would, you guys. But it's just, it's just not the same thing. So don't waste your money, especially, listen, groceries are expensive these days. Don't waste your money on wasting that stuff on your face because it just ain't gonna do it. And also, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but those peel off charcoal masks that I've like, they've been on TikTok for a while, but those, please stay away from those. Charcoal masks are not bad. I actually sell one and charcoal masks are fantastic. But charcoal masks, like those peel off ones where like you're peeling off your skin, they look so painful that first of all, that just makes me want to stay away from them. But they're not like, it just shouldn't be painful to take off a mask. It should never be painful to take off a mask. So if it looks painful, if it's pulling at the skin, like which is why one of the reasons pore strips are so bad, all of that stuff, it just it it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't hurt. It just shouldn't hurt. Skincare at home shouldn't hurt. It shouldn't be painful. You shouldn't be irritating your skin and causing it to get red and making yourself break out and all these things. I mean, I posted the the other day about this girl who burned her her forehead because she put tea tree oil and Noxema pads on her forehead and left it on overnight. And she it like basically gave herself a chemical burn. I mean, this is, this stuff should not happen because you should not be doing this stuff at home. And listen, she lesson learned and you know, whatever things happen, whatever, just, just be careful. You get one face, just, and she even started the video off with like, look at me ruin my perfect skin because her <laughs> quite beautiful skin. So just be careful. Just don't waste your money. Like I said, groceries are expensive. Don't waste your money on the do-it-yourself stuff. It doesn't work. I promise I would tell you if it did. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode with all these questions. Like I said, if you have more questions, you want me to do a part three, I'm happy to do it. Send me your questions. Let me know. And I hope you guys have a great week. 
And we will talk soon. I hope my next episode will be an interview, but we will see. All right, guys, have a good one and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget to follow me on social media at PureSkinOC. I post lots of skincare tips and videos. You can find me at TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, you can always visit my website and my online store. If you're local and interested in receiving one of my treatments, all of my services are on there and you can even book from there too. You can also find my skincare coaching if you want to have a virtual consultation with me so that I can help you with your skin. And lastly, but so important, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Besides sharing it with your friends and family, this is the best way to help it grow. Thanks so much, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time.